Hello, amazing human, and welcome to the Unbound Soul podcast with me, your host, Shannon Molseed. I'm an ex-professional road cyclist, now turned soul expression coach, and I'm here to deliver beautiful conversations that will inspire you to think differently. Because it's my belief at our true essence, we have a limitless potential, a deep magnificence that perhaps you just haven't tapped into yet. Maybe you're held back by fear, limiting beliefs or past experiences, and I'm here to help you break free and allow your true soul to come alive. So I invite you to sit back, open your mind, body and soul and allow these episodes to fully land in your space. My loves, welcome to another episode and thank you for tuning in. This one is quite massive. So what I ask for you heading into this episode is to keep a really open mind, to trust your intuition and at any point that you feel like this isn't in alignment with you, feel free to exit the podcast at any time. There is no obligation to have the same level of belief that myself and this beautiful woman that I have on as a guest has. But if you're wrapped up in triggers because of what we're talking about, just sink in deeper and allow yourself to keep that open mind, to keep that open heart and open soul to receiving the gifts that this beautiful woman and myself have to give in this episode. It is absolutely magical. I worked 100% in flow with this woman and it is such an honor to have my coach on this podcast, Krista Tia. She is a business coach. She is a healer. She is a entrepreneur. She is so many things, an inspirational speaker, a mother, a partner, a soul-driven person in every area of her life. And she is really the true embodiment of all of the work that I do. She's been the greatest teacher that I've ever crossed paths with and the catalyst for a lot of my growth in the last six months. So I really just want to give her the massive warm welcome that she deserves to be on this podcast. And also I want to just prepare you guys for the magic that you're about to listen to. Amazing. I'm so excited to have one of the most influential people that I've ever met in my life. And I think in many people's lives, she's my coach. She is my friend. She is a lot of things for me, I feel. So Krista Tier, thank you so much for jumping on and having, yeah, having this conversation with me. It's so amazing to have you. Oh, beautiful. I'm so honored to be here. And thank <laughs> you for the beautiful intro. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I, I just want you to kick off by I know what you do and I know who you are. But can you just give us a an explanation of yeah what it is that you do, the work that you do, and also the beautiful human that you are? Oh, 
Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it. <laughs> I'll try to keep it in a sentence. No, I can't even do that because what I do, I feel is so, um, oh, I don't know. It's so hard to put into words. Mm-hmm. In short terms, I'm a business coach. <laughs> you know, that's what, that's what I put out to the social media world. Um, but really, you know, I feel at the essence, what I really do is I love people towards their greatness, mm. you know? Um, mm. Yeah. I, I I truly believe that we're all here to leave a mark, you know, and I believe that we are so capped, like society and our conditioning and our families really cap us at what's truly possible. And so through the work that I do, be it energetic, strategic, emotional, at the essence of it, I'm just really opening people's eyes to who they truly are and loving them towards that, you know, unconditionally so that they can discover what they're really here for outside of what they've been told. Mm. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And then in turn we create lots of money and we have a big business and, you know, all those things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you ever do exactly that? (laughs) Um. Yeah, I think like to give context, I I signed up with Krista nearly six months ago now and I was looking for a business coach and I put business coach into my search in Instagram and Krista Tier came up. I was already following you um, from a lot of the work that um, your partner does and yeah, and I was like, okay, I don't know we'll have a go. We'll, we'll give it a go. We'll see what Chris is all about. And our first conversation, I was just like full body. Yes. To this woman. And since then I've been on this ride of a little bit of a little bit of strategy, maybe 10% strategy for my business and like 90% emotional healing and inner work that has had the effect the ripple effect on my business obviously but um yeah yeah definitely can attest for the fact that you love people towards their greatness I love that you said that because it's just so true Um, I've actually never said that before it just kind of came through so it feels feels delicious yeah that's amazing I was sitting here thinking okay she's yeah She's thought about this. Like, what do I do? I love people towards their greatness. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing that it just came through. Yeah. So special. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Hey, like I've always said that I can give. And, and, you know, to be fair, when I first entered into the business coaching space, I was from a very, you know, masculine perspective of like, you know, the strategic and the mechanics and, um, uh, yeah, really approaching it from a very logical and linear perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that I'd grown businesses, you know, before I ju- jumped into the coaching space, I'd had four previous businesses and it was always like I could build them standing on my head because I knew the yeah. strategy. I was an entrepreneur. I had great work ethic. I did the thing. And what I saw was like I could give someone a strategy and I could give another person the exact same strategy and their results would be vastly different. Yeah. And that was merely like the missing piece is the energetic and the emotional work. It's more so looking at it from the perspective of like, yeah, okay, you've got to know what to do, but you've also got to realize what it is that's holding you back from doing that, mm-hmm. you know, and removing all of the energetic blocks that stand in the way from you having what you desire now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So I guess that's what's thrown me into this space, you know, mm-hmm. and I guess is like the missing link for so many people in business. Yeah. Is that specifically what caused the shift within you? Like seeing how people's like the difference in someone who you've given the same strategy to who skyrockets and then the next person who just doesn't. Um, Was that the shift that like, was that the catalyst for your shift or did you go through something personally that made you realize also, well, actually I've got to do all this emotional work too, in order for me to actually have the life that I desire. Yeah, totally. I think that, well, like I love this question. I think it was a, a number of factors. I think a large piece was the fact that, yeah, I saw that blatantly. I could see that one person would run and they'd be able to attract money easily, um, create everything that they desire, and another person would be able to do all of the things and wouldn't be able to be magnetic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely saw that. I think at the essence of it, I've always been super committed to like I've always had this genuine desire to just create the best results that I can with people. Um, so, you know, that that was also another factor. But underneath all of that, I've always had this obsession with knowing the truth mm-hmm. from such a young age. And it's like, nope, that doesn't make sense. I need to dig deeper. Like psychology never made sense to me. It's like, what, you mean we just like, you know, pretend to be happy or, you know, we just put a a title on something and then we have to live with that title for the rest of our lives. And Mm -hmm. I found that in so many facets of my life. Um, So like this yearning to know the truth kind of has always had me curious. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess that curiosity constantly led me down um, multiple different paths to discover what it is that I do now. And then in turn, I feel like it's my obligation. Like if it's going to deliver all of those things combined, if it's going to deliver a great result, of course, I've got to bring forth, you know, what I know mm-hmm. to be true in my discoveries. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, in there as well, of course, you know, because of the level of curiosity that I've always had around, you know, um, understanding the truth, something that has also been very important to me is authenticity. Like, you know, when I first stepped into the coaching space, I didn't realize, like I I was under the assumption that everyone just practiced what they preached, you know, and (laughs) it was so shocking for me that people could stand on stages and have all of this information yet behind the scenes, you know, be none of it at all and not be implementing it. And that was, it was like this stark contrast because I was seeing one thing, you know, on social media or one thing on a stage. And then I knew what was happening behind the scenes. And I was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. this is massive. But for me, it was, I've always had this value of, um, you know, being authentic, you know, not ever teaching anything that I'm not willing to embody myself. Yeah. Um, I think so with that as well, you know, obviously in the discovery of, you know, what I know to be true now, I've had to like everything that I teach, I've had to trial and test on myself, you know, experience the results for myself before I even feel aligned or in integrity to share it with anyone else. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I can't deny the results that I experience in my life from what I do and now in turn my clients as well. So with that undeniable knowing, of course, you know, I have yeah. to share. Yeah. 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 I can resonate a lot with that curiosity as a kid just asking like well why you know and that was yeah. something that I re- I distinctly remember my parents getting quite pissed off about because I'd be like well why like 
And the thing that comes to my mind right now is like, I would really want to stay, go for a sleepover at my friend's house. And they would say no. And I'm like, why though? Yeah. Like, why not? And my mum are like, because I said so. <laughs> like, You're giving me a good enough reason though, woman. But that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't satisfy my curiosity as a child. Like, tell me actually yeah. the reason why. Is it because, yeah, and knowing now as an adult, she probably couldn't be bothered like with the getting all my stuff packed, taking me into town, like organizing everything, having to pick me up the next day when I've probably been hypo and all of this stuff, whatever yeah. it might have been. There just wasn't that, um, yeah, it was shut down quite a lot. And that kind of made me believe as a a kid that it wasn't okay to ask those deeper questions. But now as an adult leaning into this work, I'm like feeling so free that I can actually ask the deeper questions again. Yes. And go into this space of like, no, asking why is an amazing thing that we should nurture in ourselves to understand more and more and more rather than just going with the status quo and just being like a blind kind of sheep following everyone else's reasons why. And I suppose like when COVID happened, that was a massive. Yeah. Like I was going to say, yeah. yeah. You know, one thing that I was speaking up about on social media was like, get curious, Mm. like don't take my word for it. Don't listen to what I'm saying. Just find your own curiosity. Mm -hmm. dig a little bit deeper than what the media is portraying or, you know, um, so, oh, yes, I think that so much is shut down in our childhood. But if we can bring all of that back online as adults, you know, which requires the emotional work, we're Mm -hmm. going to be, um, yeah, far better off and ascend, you know, into a higher level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? ascend into a higher level of consciousness yeah tell like i know what you mean get out of the matrix tell tell the people (laughs) tell the listeners what you actually mean by that well i think that you know we are all put here to ascend i'm gonna try to put it in um terms that are applicable for every everyone's understanding um i believe the best way to put this is that we have been brought into a society that are living well below means of potential, Mm -hmm. well below means of potential. We are probably living in the, the lowest means possible to us. So the more that we ascend, the more potential becomes available, you know, Um, the more we're able to have, what a lot of people deem as miracles appear, you know, yeah. uh, instant manifestation. Um, and that really requires the only way for us to embark on that path is removing everything that is not love. You know, love is the highest. It, it, we talk about it in science, you know, when we look at emotional frequency charts, the highest, the highest energetic or emotional frequency is love. Yet not many, not much of the world even know what true love is. Mm you know, because it's been so contorted and convoluted and manipulated and coerced and none of those things are love. Yeah. And the purest form of love, when we're able to live in that, we are able to also create instant manifestation, miraculous hands-on healing. Um, you know, we're able to live longer. We're able to reverse age. We're able to eliminate all physical ailments. Um yeah 
Mm. So I think that's probably the best way that I can put it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm such a visual person. So as you explain, like, that we're living in this, um, the way we're living or the way that most of especially Western society, Western culture is living is far below our true potential and instantly I see like people just walking with their heads down and their suits on kind of just and there's all this grayness like it's all just foggy and gray there's no color there's no light it's just people walking along just going about their day without any real intention without any curiosity (laughs) without any belief in the unseen, um, which is, you know, potential. You can't see it yet, but it's there, right? And, yeah, so I I just see, like, a lot of people walking around like that. But also I I do see with the work that you do, with the work that I do, there's a lot of people that are waking up and starting to see their potential and starting to see their light and ascend into a higher level of consciousness, Um, which is really, really cool to be a part of. And when you talk about love, this is what I would love to love to um, dive into next. Can you explain in your, um, in your own way and in what you know to be what true love actually is? Mm. Because a lot of us, again, are operating from a level of wounding and expressing what we feel is love but it's actually well it can be a lot of things codependency it can be um addictions to to different needs that you might have um but what is what is actually true love in your way of explaining it i mean the truest form of love is god's love you know like the, the purest um the the purest form that is absolutely attainable and you know just to give some clarification on what you know god is before anyone kind of goes oh that you know word gives me so much um before anyone just turns this podcast on yeah. right now <laughs> yeah i get it though you know i can relate in the way that i was brought up you know in a catholic school um my my parents weren't overly religious Um, but always had great faith. Um, But I understand that for a lot of people, there is this great um, misunderstanding around what God is because religion have really like bastardized and um, manipulated and made God something that it's not. Mm -hmm. And um, so, so I really get it. Um, And that was me for a large, large part of my life. Like I I came out of those Catholic schools and I lost a lot of faith. You know, I went through some pretty big events and I was like, no, I'm done. I don't believe in anything or anyone, you know, it's me. And I developed this great level of self-reliance and fuck, it was hard, you know? (laughs) And so then I, I really allowed myself to inquire and get curious Mm -hmm. and find God on my own terms. And mm-hmm. so it's not a man that sits in the sky with a big white beard. Um, <laughs> it's not masculine nor feminine. Yeah, It's a consciousness, you know, and the highest consciousness that is available to us. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, when I say God, it's like, you know, speaking about the highest consciousness that is available, the creator of all things and the love mm. that comes from he or she um is the most purest form of love and once you've experienced it it's undeniable and that's why I find so much comfort in speaking so openly about it because I can't deny what I've experienced in that way of love 
it's breathtaking. It's body altering. It's bring you to your knees and reduce you to tears of gratitude type love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not with, it even makes me tearful um, speaking about it because it's so big, you know, and it's not something oh, that we experience in, in this life, you know, um, well, we can, but a lot of us don't. Yeah. Um, and so I believe that that's the love that we are all capable to give and receive. And so, you know, the thing is what's dictating a lot of what we experience in the way of love is all of our emotional injuries, um, all of the wounds that we have, the way that we give it and the way that we receive it. And a lot of us are mistaking addictions, you know, emotional addictions as being love. You know, if this person does this for me, then I'll love them. You can see how mm-hmm. even conditional that is. Yeah. If this person makes me feel safe, then I can love them. And when I'm not feeling safe, I'm angry. And when you're angry, you're not in love. Mm-hmm. You know, love is the ability to, you know, it doesn't mean that you can, you have everyone in your life all of the time. It also means that sometimes the most loving thing that you can do is walk away from people if that's going to be a catalyst for their growth. Um, but it's the ability to meet anyone where they are at, no matter their projection, no matter their opinion, no matter their unresolved emotions and be able to meet them without the need to defend, um, but to hold a space and love unconditionally. Mm. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it kind of, you know, I've said it multiple times, you know, within Amplifier, but people resist love just as much as they resist pain. Yeah. 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 It's when that love gets too big. It's like cracking through a ceiling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When it's too yeah. much, we we run away from that just as much as we do our own pain. Yeah. 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 And I'm just like, as you speak, I, I'm just going through like all of this personal journey that like, it's like a, I'm just flicking through these pages of what I've traversed through in the last few months of that, like starting to feel like things are shifting, things are changing, things are getting really good. I'm feeling great. And then I boom into like, no, it's getting too good. I'm going into self-sabotage. The the support that I'm receiving is too much. I don't deserve this self-sabotage. You know, the love that I'm receiving is too much. I've never felt this before. It's unfamiliar. It feels unsafe. Like boom, self-sabotage. So yeah, I we're all human, right? We've all been... I mean, when I say we've all, maybe there's a, a a special few that haven't been conditioned to suppress our emotions and to suppress um, feeling pre- pleasure and joy. All of us. No <laughs> one gets off the hook. <laughs> right. So it's, yeah, it's not a unique thing, I think, to um, not understand what true love is. I think a lot of us just don't understand it and I think the journey to starting to understand just does start with awareness of what it actually is and what um what is available to you should you choose to lean in and be courageous enough to open your mind your heart your soul to receiving that love and like you say when you receive it you give it simultaneously as well it's almost like this channel of receiving love giving at the same time Yeah. I think that, you know, one point that you said there was like, um, it feels dangerous. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I think a, a really important piece for anyone that's listening to sort of embark and embellish on that is that, you know, what we experienced in the way of love and in the way of everything else within our childhood is what we deem to be safe. You know, so you can see in a lot of circumstances for a lot of people that it wasn't safe. You know, abuse isn't safe. Neglect isn't safe. You know, getting smacked isn't safe. Mm. But because it was our experience in the earliest years of our life, we've developed unconsciously that that feels familiar, you know, and what is familiar feels safe to us. And that's why we stay within what's comfortable, you know. That's why a lot of us don't grow into our potential. We don't build the big business. We don't, you know, go after the relationship that we desire Mm. because it's comfortable to stay where we're at, even if it is shit. Um, you know, yeah. that's the truth. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that this applies to love as well, you know, um, and everything else is we're really operating from this blueprint. Um, so it's really important to be aware of that and how that blueprint is impacting your life and how much your growth journey is dependent on you stepping outside of that blueprint, outside of what's comfortable, into unknown territory, things that may feel unsafe to your nervous system, Mm. you know. Um, And I think this is where, you know, psychology and these type of modalities become a little bit problematic in the way that we're taught to, you know, trust ourselves and do what feels safe for us. But in order to create something different, we we can't. Like if, if it doesn't feel safe to our nervous system, yeah, okay, in a lot of circumstances, we, we can trust that. But when it comes to the growth journey, oftentimes we can't trust that mm-hmm. because we're required to do something different. We're required to lean into different places, different edges, do different things, become more courageous than ever before. Mm-hmm. And at the essence of all of it, have ultimate humility. You know? Mm. I think humility is the greatest catalyst. Like for growth, if if we're willing to look at the world and ourselves through a humble eye, oh, what we're able to create is enormous. Yeah. 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 I feel like we've started on such like a, a truth bomb dropping <laughs> note, which is amazing. I actually want to backpedal a little bit to something that you said before around we're able to heal any physical ailments we're able to even reverse our aging like those things even when they land in my space right now I feel trepidation towards I'm like what come on like (laughs) let's be real um (laughs) but I want to lean into it because I know that there there would be a lot of people listening that probably have the same reaction as I do so we'll start with physical ailments and miraculous healing of those things what does that process actually look like feel like yeah so the process is a matter of like to to give a little bit of context when it when it comes to physical ailments emotion is only energy in motion Mm -hmm. and a lot of people, you know, when I was pregnant was a prime example of this. I was doing emotional processes throughout my whole pregnancy, you know, not the first time around with my daughter because she's 11 years old and I wasn't aware of this sort of work back then. But with my son, who's um, six and a half months old, I was doing emotional processes, really delving into this work the whole time. People were like, isn't this dangerous? Like people are under this assumption that you shouldn't feel emotions while you're pregnant. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, Can any pregnant woman or any woman that's been pregnant just like 
<laughs> for me, that feels absolutely impossible. Sorry to not feel any emotions when I'm pregnant. Totally. Well, it's no different to you know when we when we have our cycle. Yeah. You know, um, our pregnancy is also the same as our cycle in the way that it's surface surfacing everything that's unresolved within us. So it's yeah. actually a beautiful opportunity. Um, you know, and to the point, because I've resolved so much within me, even when it comes to the time of my cycle, I have no PMS symptoms whatsoever. There's mm -hmm. no mood swings. There's no pain. There's no sign of mm -hmm. anything happening different. There's no fatigue um, because, you know, the, our cycle is designed as well as pregnancy um, to, to surface what's unresolved, you know, so mm -hmm. we can look at it as, oh my God, I'm fucking crazy. Well, why? Mm -hmm. Why? You know, when we have the curiosity to ask that question, we're able to find the answer and get to the cause. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's this beautiful opportunity to heal if we're willing to look through that lens. Mm -hmm. um, but pregnancy, yeah, was was that for me. And I used to say to people, it's actually more damaging, you know, to, to hold the emotions. Like that yeah. has far more adverse effects on the baby than releasing them. That's mm -hmm. the best thing you can do is release the emotions, get to the cause because what we don't feel becomes our children's. So mm -hmm. every emotion that we haven't felt while they're in gestation and after they're born, they express on our behalf. Mm -hmm. So it's literally no different for us. You know, it happened with our parents as well. Um, they're literally becoming a conduit for everything that we're not willing to express. But based on everything that we're not willing to express, we create our own law of attraction, you know? So as I said earlier, our emotions are energy in motion and what doesn't, what energy doesn't have motion becomes stuck and stagnant mm -hmm. within our soul. So our law of attraction is constantly being created and curated based on all of those emotions that are stuck. So a lot of people speak about the law of attraction in the context of like the secret of like, think happy thoughts and happy things will happen. You've just got to have a positive mindset, you know? <laughs> and while that's, you know, true in some circumstances, there's also the reality of the real work and we've got to get to the causal emotions so that we can genuinely transform our life. So yeah. law of attraction truly is everything that we are attracting in our reality is based on so every person every circumstance every injury every physical ailment every event is based on something that is not healed within us and i think the reason that a lot of people are hesitant to lean into this kind of work is because you can even hear in me saying that the level of responsibility that is required yeah. you know it's radical responsibility oh that person's an asshole they're in my creation i'm not taking responsibility for their behavior but i'm taking responsibility for the fact that they're appearing in my reality there's something for me to heal mm -hmm. yeah so is it's that the same, the same like so you're when you're saying you're attracting what you haven't healed yep um that's in relation to wounds, obviously, but if you don't have wounds, then you're still, the law of attraction is still happening, right? But it's more, you're becoming magnetic towards things you actually desire. Yeah. True. Cool. Yeah. Just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, it, you know, if, uh, same thing for physical ailments, you know, physical ailments are usually in every circumstance. Um, I shouldn't have said usually, cause it's not usually it's in every circumstance. Um, related to an emotion that hasn't been felt and has manifested in a physical ailment within your body. Mm -hmm. Full stop. That's all it is. And 
same with injury, you know, like going out there and turning your ankle or going out there and, you know, um, I don't know, getting sunburned, all emotions. And Mm -hmm. it's amazing, you know, when I first stumbled across this work, well, there was always this level of inquisition. It was like, well, why did I stub that toe? You know, or why did I hurt that arm and not my left? Or (laughs) like, this is the level of curiosity that I've always had. I even remember thinking this when I was a child of like, yeah, but like I could have stubbed any other of my nine toes and it was that one. Why? (laughs) Like next level. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, when I was first bringing this work, you know, out into the world, there was a level of even trepidation within me. And then as I started getting miraculous results, you know, literally being able to not rely on the medical system and heal things, I can't deny it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where we have, you know, this is a prime example of where we are living well below what we are capable of. We are self-healers. Yeah. We do not require doctors, lawyers, accountants, hospitals. You know, I gave birth to my son in my bed. We are capable. We are born for this shit. Mm-hmm. So um, this is just one of those examples that, you know, I mean, we'd put a lot of people out of business, wouldn't we, if everyone was to know this knowledge? Do you see why we don't? <laughs> right? Do you see why we're not taught to be self-healers? Because look at all of the systems and everything that would collapse mm-hmm. as a result. Yeah. Gee whiz. The level of discomfort that comes up when it's like you actually don't need any of it is... Like it's a real thing. Like if like it even exposes the dependency, you know. Mm. Yeah, I'm having a thing in this moment <laughs> where, where it's like, it's like okay, so I can see how it saves so many people's lives, and it's like totally. if that wasn't there, yeah a lot of people would die on a daily basis. So it's like this level of gratitude that I have that it's there, but also I 100% agree and understand that there's this deep level of avoidance that people are in to doing their own work and they would rather just pop a pill or get a diagnosis, get a label under their belt so they can just keep denying, keep avoiding doing their own work. And it's interesting, like even when I was little and people were labelled with things like ADHD Mm. or, I don't know, learning learning things like that in in school. And um, my brother never got, um, say, diagnosed with this, but it it was always kind of assumed that maybe he had ADD. And I was like... (laughs) I just don't agree with that. And, yep. but, but because my curiosity was shut down, I never would have as a kid said that that's not a real thing. Like that's yep. not something that someone has to live with for the rest of their life. That's yes. something that we can actually change and grow through by doing it by self healing, not by medicating, but by actually doing 
real work. And this is coming from someone who was probably seven years old and understood that it that it was like not a real thing. Yeah. Um, and I know that's going to ruffle so many feathers because there's even like I'm seeing so much come up in in on social media and in conversation where people are like the neuro neurodivergent type of people like it's almost this this fad or this phase that everyone's kind of bonding together because they're neurodivergent and I'm yeah. sitting here going well what if you actually didn't have to be that what if you could actually overcome that and heal it and you didn't have to live with that for the rest of your life would yep. you take that path in majority of circumstances maybe not mm. you know, because it provides a level of like comfort and people are feeling accepted and validated for the way that mm. they are as opposed mm. to really taking responsibility and that's what's problematic about the systems that have you know being created they're only treating effects mm. they're not getting to the cause you know and the reason that people will have their cancer cured and then it will reappear is because the cause has not been addressed Mm-hmm. And it will keep reappearing and reappearing and reappearing until we get to the emotional injury. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, while these systems have saved lives, have they really, you know, and I know that that is going <laughs> to ruffle a lot of feathers, but, you know, I truly believe that saving someone life, someone's life is giving them the opportunity to be the greatest version of themselves yeah, physically saved lives, but have we given someone the opportunity to be radically responsible, to completely, uh, you know, reach beyond what majority of us perceive to be possible, mm-hmm. you know? So, yes, th- there's there's great, I think that the systems are becoming outdated to some extent, you know, um, all systems, you know, even education as well. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that, you know, we're on a turn. I can really feel that. And with this sort of work, we're going to be able to become, you know, more sovereign. Each and every one of us become more sovereign and more autonomous, knowing that we have the ability and the capacity to do it all. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I think just on that, it starts with you. Like it starts with the individual, right? So, uh, for example, like, my beautiful grandma, I remember she had like, she was taking all these medications and one thing was leading to having to have side effects, which then meant she had to take the other medication, which meant then meant she had more and more and more and more. And basically she became curious and she's like, well, why am I actually taking all of these? Yeah. Like, can we have a look at it? And it turned out she didn't need any of them and they were all just creating one another right? But she had to ask that question. And that just popped into my mind as like, it starts with you. It starts with you getting curious and being able to ask the question of what actually else is available to me. I don't have to just conform. Like, sure. If you want to, if you desire to absolutely go for it. But if you feel as though in, you know, in your soul or in, your deeper intuition that there's another pathway that you might want to explore, then that's where it starts. And then obviously that kicks off like a ripple effect because you're going to start influencing people around you, 
maybe if you have kids, etc. It's all just going to be kicked over. So I think a lot of us get really overwhelmed when we think, oh my God, I have a whole system that I'm, that the world operates by that I'm kind of going up against. Totally. But it's just really yourself, isn't it? Exactly. And it's just, yeah, harnessing your power. Mm. I think a lot of what inspired me to, when I was growing up, I had this deep fear of death. Um, And I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that I do now, I was always inquiring, you know, but like, why? I don't want to, I don't want to die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And now, you know, it's, it's not so evident at all because I understand, you know, what happens after death. Um, But I think that, you know, that drove a lot of this inquisition as well, because the systems like hospitals and doctors and mainstream medicine never felt good. Like it felt terrifying to me. And while, you know, there was a lot in that for me, like that I had to face, you know, I had a terrible phobia of needles. And so I set the intention at um, at the beginning of my last pregnancy that I was going to overcome that phobia. So what happened? My law of attraction made blood test results get lost and all sorts of stuff and nurses that couldn't give blood tests. And I had so many more than I actually needed. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why? Why did I set that intention? I don't want to set that intention anymore. (laughs) Take it back. Um, Yeah. So there was a lot of, you know, I had to really face a lot of my fear and the terror that I had around the medical system. And then at the other side of it, um, yeah, I really feel a huge level of autonomy and and power within myself. But I feel like it's one way that we all, like we use it as a scapegoat to not discover that, you know. Um, it's so much easier to rely on someone else or to blame someone else, you know. It's even apparent, you know, when people don't get uh, the right treatment in a hospital, we blame the doctors instead of, you know, it, it's everywhere in so many areas. When we don't, when we don't get a good tax return, we blame the accountants. When we don't, you know, make <laughs> enough money, we blame this person over here. When our children aren't, you know, doing this, we, you know, blame the education system. Or it's just that we're living in this like pandemic of blame and lack of responsibility. And what's really required for us to ascend as a collective is for all of us to really start taking a deep inquiry within. Mm-hmm. That's all is required. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is something else that's required, which I go through on a pretty much daily basis now because it's what I'm traveling through <laughs> with you, yeah. but the, the self-inquiry, but then also actually speaking the truth. So. Okay standing up and and yeah like I think you touched on it before where if you if there's someone in your life that um I don't know that there's there's a a truth that you need to speak but you're scared of losing them because of it um it's it's almost like you you still need to if you actually want change to happen you know and you want to stop settling for less and you want to stop just conforming or just kind of being mediocre and not your full expression of like what you're actually capable of, then truth is something that is um, massive, (laughs) which I'm learning more and more and more about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like so many layers to it. Yeah. You're exactly right. Um, And it's really inquiring because the thing is, you know, us appeasing and people pleasing, that's not loving you know, mm. us not speaking truth is not loving. And this is, you know, another example of where the perception of love has become contorted mm-hmm. um, and misunderstood, you know. We've associated 
it with being a good little boy or a good little girl and you know doing as it as we're told and keeping the peace and keeping everyone happy and and I believe the most loving thing that we can do in a lot of circumstances is deliver the truth because that's going to be the catalyst for growth mm-hmm. you know and I think that that where that can kind of get a little bit misunderstood is like well that's my truth you know yeah. and it's conflict and I think that what's important is for us to, you know, egoically get out of the way and stop focusing on my truth and your truth because that's merely filtered through the perception of trauma. Um, but what's the overarching truth? What's God's truth? What's the truth of the situation? It's no different to like, you know, you have an argument that plays out and one person has this whole recall of events and it's like, well, that's my truth. And the other person's like, well, I didn't see any of that. So that's my truth. <laughs> yeah, but what's the bird's eye perspective truth of the situation? Yeah. You know, like what actually happened? What was actually at play? And so I think that, you know, when it comes to the truth, I'm always, you know, within the work that I do, I am always actively in my own work every single day, resolving as much as I can within me so that I can tap into that truth, you Mm -hmm. know, so that I don't have my wounds and my trauma that are dictating what's at play. I'm actually able to zoom into a bird's eye perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so using every every opportunity um, as as an, a healing opportunity, you know, so that we are actually able to, to zoom out from that perspective. When you zoom out, and this is actually a question that I do have that I don't know the answer to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm implying that I knew the answer to all of the other ones because of everything that we've um worked on together but this is like do you feel emotion when you can see the whole truth or is it just neutrality neutrality yeah yeah if there's charge there's something to be resolved yeah yeah And that's a great indicator, you know. So when you're feeling charged in a situation, you can almost guarantee that the truth that you are seeing is from your filtered perspective of something being unresolved within you. Yeah. So something that I do with my, I will never tune in um, if there's something unresolved within me for a client. Mm -hmm. I'll go and attend to that first so that I can get a clean read. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's obviously a difference between just saying that you're not emotional about it and you can see the whole truth (laughs) and actually truly being neutral and truly seeing the whole truth. And, you know, people will have to use their own. um, Humility. Humility. Yes. Discretion, but, you know, it's really, it's really humility. You know, we can kid ourselves all day long. It's not going to be a catalyst for our healing. You know, because when we look at emotions, the first step is denial. And it's amazing how sneaky denial can be in so many areas. You know, it's easy when it's in a situation that's easy, you know, Mm -hmm. to look at, to feel an emotion. But when we really want to be right, when we really want to be, you know, the more powerful one or the one that's all knowing, it's really tricky to move beyond that denial then, you know, humility is required. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I've said on multiple occasions to some of my clients, I've just got to clean something up for myself and then I'll come back and I'll, I'll tune back in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, And that's, you know, that's humility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the hard, one of the hardest things in 
my intimate relationship has been being able to say I was wrong. Like I actually was, I don't know if it was, I was out of line or I was really triggered. And even though I was sitting there saying that I wasn't triggered, (laughs) I was actually triggered. And I can see that now and just coming back and, and like one of the things that Blake and I have um, developed in our relationship too, is this ability to, to take a minute to go and feel, yeah. especially for me to, to be able to say to him, I need to go and feel this and I need to go and feel what's actually deeper at play than yeah. this trigger that has come up because you haven't done the dishes or whatever it might've been. It's yeah. like, what is actually deeper for me? Oh, I don't feel loved in that moment. Okay. Where does that come from? Go and feel it, come back and then be like, I was triggered. <laughs> yeah. And the dishes and, are irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Like it actually does not matter in the slightest. All I want is us to love each other actually. So can we do that? And it's like, yeah. of course, of course, yeah. unless he has anything that he needs to work through as well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that just takes like full circle back to the almost like a goal of, just love isn't it in the end like you have all these triggers what do you actually want I think I'm seeing more and more and like correct me if I'm wrong but most of it just leads to love well that's I've said it a couple of times you know um true spirituality is only about refining our condition of love Mm. everything else is bs you know it's really a matter of removing if love is the highest frequency yeah it's about removing everything that is not that we don't be loving and at that highest frequency by pretending Mm. we do it by removing all of the things that are in resistance to it Mm -hmm. and that's you know i mean it sounds so easy when (laughs) when we speak about it but it requires a great level of courage and willingness totally yeah yeah i just had something pop in around like Sometimes I feel like the language that we use is like, doesn't do it justice. Like when you say the word love, it gets thrown around all the time. Right. But when you feel the, the weight of what that actually is, and when you feel the energy of what that actually is, and when you talk about it's the highest frequency, like, um, maybe you can add to this, but all of our emotions carry a frequency and we as human beings vibrate like our and en- the energy that we were made up of is just always vibrating and if we are experiencing like low vibrational frequency emotions um they're the ones that don't feel so good whereas if we're experiencing high vibrational frequency emotions they're the ones that feel great and love is like the highest yep so um it's more a feeling like so if anyone's kind of listening to this and getting tripped up on the words that we're using. It's more the feeling that is that you feel. And yeah, you can say that you feel love or you can say that you love someone, but what, what is the actual feeling in your body that's around that? And I think you can get a deeper understanding of if it is true love or if it is not (laughs) exactly well that's when it becomes there's like this potent transmission that comes from us speaking words that are backed in the emotion 
that mm. matches. You know, mm. that's when it becomes a transmission and that's when it penetrates. You know, so oftentimes when I'm delivering messages to clients, I'm allowing the feelings to come on online within my body and then speaking through the feelings. Mm. And even with that alone, with the transmission alone, it creates change. It's the energy of the transmission as opposed to like the words mean nothing. You know, you can talk all day. If the energy doesn't match it, you know, it's not going to have any impact or effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've always said, if you know, the words mean nothing if the actions don't follow, but it's more so words mean nothing if the energy doesn't follow. You know, yeah. you can't feel it. Come on, someone can say, I love you. But if it's not like, if you can't, you can feel an I love you before words are spoken. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I actually think it's the same for like, would you say it's the same for receiving like messages that aren't vocal? Like yeah. as in text, a text message of someone. Yep. Yeah. You can feel their energy. Like I yep. can feel it when, when someone says, for example, like if you're really excited over me getting a new client and you put in like, yeah, yeah. like I can feel that that's like this genuine excitement versus like someone might say the exact same thing. And it's like, oh, I didn't really. Don't feel it. Don't feel it. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so much juice in this. <laughs> there's so, there's so much in this. I know. We should have had like a disclaimer at the beginning of the interview saying like, strap in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can put that in. I'll be able to just be like, hey, guys, like if you're not ready for this, go and take a beat because <laughs> you're yeah. about to get. Put your seatbelt on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I actually want to ask you um, to tell us who you are without any labels, like without the, oh, I'm a business coach or this is what I do. Like who who's Krista? It's Krista. <laughs> it's so interesting. I often think this, you know, because um, there are so many titles that get thrown around. Mm. I believe that, you know, what I'm truly here for outside of being, you know, a mother to two kids, three kids, um, I've got two of my own and a stepson, um, a business coach, a daughter, a sister, a partner, you know, um, what I, I, what I truly believe that I'm here for is to mother humanity in a way that they've never been mothered. Mm. And um, I know that within my soul I have this great vigor and tenacity mm-hmm. and it's just something that I've really been able to access quite recently. And I, I, even what I said at the beginning of the conversation, you know, with loving people towards their greatness, I feel like that ties into the this mothering role. Mm-hmm. Um but I also feel that I'm here to go first in so many aspects as well, you know, and that that has been quite an arduous journey, you know. Um, yeah, that even makes me a little emotional. Yeah. Just, you know, the um, the work that I've done going first in so many, so many areas, you know, when the world just isn't on the same page, you know, just stake in the ground going first. I really feel that that is because of my vigor and my tenacity and there's this like great courage um to take a stand and so 
I think that, you know, for even speaking outside of my name, you know, Krista, I believe that that's what my soul is here for. I believe my soul is here to, to lead the way, to go first, to take humanity to a different place and love people, just mm-hmm. love people in the way that they've never been loved and mother them and nurture them in the way that seems really unfamiliar, but is, is pure, you know, and whether that's in whatever direction, but especially towards them cultivating their own greatness, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like that's where the business piece comes in is because the people that work with me are already on track to wanting to create something big, but then it's just a matter of me exceeding that, you know, and showing them even bigger and showing mm-hmm. them even more of their potential and showing them, you know, more of who they can be and um, lifting the ceiling of what is possible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> oh yeah. I love that so much. And I, I think I shared with you a while ago and just came up that I, I want to share this on here. I had a vision like just drop into me. I can't even remember. I, I was, I think I was traveling to Brisbane at some point. Oh, it's like, I don't know when, and I don't know why, but it was, um, it was you, me, and one of our beautiful other amplifier people yeah. all just holding hands, like standing in this, I don't know, field in nature somewhere. And it was like this this vision that that's what we're here for, right? Just what you described. It was like it was the feeling without words, without anything happening, just this vision of like this feeling dropped in that, the work that that we're doing and the work that you facilitate and and have this massive ripple effect to so many people that you don't even realize um is is that that's what that's what it is it's it's yeah. really giving so much love that's um unconditional transformational healing and really opens people up to what they're here for and that doesn't have to look like any thing like it, it's no you should be this way it's no you should be that way it's just this is what you're actually here for yes and if you're able to clear out anything that's standing in the way it, the the potentials are limitless exactly. <laughs> yeah big work and I feel so grateful that I've got you know, people like you that are just standing beside me in it, mm. you know, because I felt like for a, a part of my journey, I was, I was doing it alone. Like I was doing it when no one else was seeing what I was seeing. And so mm. it's just like, I feel so much gratitude at the fact that I can create the results that I do. And then in turn, I have, you know, people like you that are facilitating the same spaces and creating the same change and, you know, hand in hand, you know, mm-hmm. walking together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big. I think too the alone piece is that's been massive for me as well, just and going first and realizing that, hey, it's fucking hard sometimes to go first, but it is what's required if you truly want to lead and you yep. truly want to embody the work that you want to be happening in the world. So yeah, you do have to go first, but I think as you do that, which you've done, right, you've gone first. And now the people that are 
being attracted into your space are people like myself and many others in the amplifier container that are willing to do the same and, you know, then start to create their ripple effect where obviously now I'm going to attract more people that are willing to do the same. And yeah, so it is this, this huge initiation that you do have to go first and, you know, I was sad about it for a while because it is that feeling of being alone and it's like, really? But when you think about people in history too who have been like creators of massive worldwide change, yep, they were the crazy ones, yep. right? They were the ones that, you know, were ridiculed and humiliated and punished. Yep, exactly. And they that still went first. I've, I've, I, that's what I've always had at the forefront in those moments where I was like, oh, this seems so much like it's taking all of me. It's bringing mm. all of me forward. And in those moments where I feel truly terrified, um, it's that that I remind myself of. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. It's like I can do it. I can do it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we have a little man coming in to visit? No, we got my beautiful daughter. Oh, hi, gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> hey, beautiful. <laughs> Amazing. Mm. Oh, Krista, I think that that's such a beautiful way to finish off a powerful conversation. And I'm eternally grateful for you sharing your gifts into this world and creating the ripple that you do for so many people, again, that you don't even you don't even realize. Um, Thanks for sharing your magic on this podcast. And I love you so much. I'm so grateful. I love you too, gorgeous. (laughs) Wow, 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 guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to this as much as I enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed having this conversation with Krista. If you want to find her, you can find her on Instagram, her, um, her tag or her whatever you call it, will be shared in the in the show notes. It's Krista Tia. She's also on Facebook and TikTok and YouTube and all of the things. So you guys will definitely be able to find her just at her name, which I will find, I'll share in the, in the show notes. But other than that, if you have any questions, if you want to reach out about anything that was shared in this podcast, you know where to find me as well. And if you love this podcast, I would absolutely love you to share it with a friend to give it a rating, to share some comments um, and interact because that's what we're all here to do. So I love you guys and until next next time, enjoy.